Hi, I'm Nicholas from Lilus, and you're watching Interview on the Fire. Alright everyone, welcome back to a new edition of Interview Under Fire. This is your host Sonny here and today I have the honor of speaking with frontman Nicholas Lucas. Did I say your last name right? right. Uh, Nicholas Lucas. Nicholas Lucas, see? That, see that yeah. I have I have him to correct me on the on the culture that he's from. And uh Nicholas, again, thank you so much for joining our IUF series today. You. you know, uh, here we are closing 2021 out on an exciting note for you and the rest of the guys over at Lulus with the release of your latest full-length album, And Then There Were None, which releases here on October 22nd through Napalm Records. And I just want to, you know, start things off by commending you on all the levels of reaction this has been getting so far. I mean, especially with those amazing singles that with the title track and the Pierce Black that dropped yeah. recently. I know you have one dropping tomorrow, which we'll get to later. Yeah, uh, that's a great a, one. Yeah, quite a lot to discover about, you know, this highly anticipated record and who you're all about. But before we get to all that and beyond, I know we're all sort of, you know, tor- heading towards this light at the end of this tunnel that we've been in for nearly, I'd say, two years, you know, uh, two things. Yeah. How are you? I know you just got back from work. We talked about it before the interview started. Uh, and what has life been like in Denmark in 2021? You know, how are uh, you? <laughs> yeah, it's, I don't know, it's been fine, I guess. Uh, we've, I don't think you have a, a clear view on other countries in the world because you mostly concentrated on what the uh, pandemic is like in your country. Yeah, very but, but, uh, I think we're uh, in Denmark. I think we're pretty good uh, off on that. Uh, I feel like everything's back to normal. Well, everything is back to normal. Like uh, you don't have to wear masks. Uh, there's still, uh, you know, with the uh, alcohol gel and uh, hand sanitizers, there's still those stands, but it's, there's, there's no restrictions in Denmark anymore. Uh, and I think those uh, got off like in August, September. Hmm. That was the last restrictions. Uh, yeah, I, I think the hand sanitizer thing is going to be something that's gonna, we're going to have to be yeah. stuck with this for the for for the rest of our lives, I believe. Especially, I mean, bro, we're in we're in metal shows, right? That's like the one place that they're gonna yeah. have, they're gonna want to Definitely. have. I remember I was at a show, two shows last week, and uh, they would have hand sanitizer stations at this venue, and then they they used to not have it before. You know, that's something to think yeah. about. And but I think it's it's that's a good thing to come out of it, I think. Yeah, just, just to stay clean as your metalhead. <laughs> yeah. We didn't care about that shit before. Stay clean. Like, but but you know, with Lulu's, you know, you guys have been around since 2014 and you've been at this for a while, you know, Nicholas. Whether it's with Lulu's or the way we're done, you've yeah. done some extensive touring. You know, you played at festivals like Copenhagen, uh, Eurosonic and Spot, just to name a few. I, I wanted to ask, you know, now that I know we're focused on the States, but, you know, around the world, we're starting to see shows open up more or less. But what is it about, you know, performing live that you love the most or maybe even miss the most? Do you have a newfound appreciation about it now, considering the state of the world? Uh, Both yes and no. Hmm. I think uh, for me, the greatest thing about being on stage is a form of escapism. I feel like a whole different person on stage like on the daily basis i'm a chill down-to-earth guy just working uh, i'm a web designer so i'm just sitting in a chair and making websites so on and uh when i'm home i just like to sit on the couch play some games and stuff so uh, <laughs> yeah so 
I don't know. It's a form of escapism. I feel like a king on stage, you know? Yeah. And uh, I actually love that you do web design. I actually have a few friends of mine who do the same thing. You know, staying busy during the pandemic was or is an important thing. I guess we're still in the pandemic. But has this time, now that it's nearly been 20 months, has it opened up, I don't know, maybe new things for you personally or maybe even artistically that you may have not discovered before about yourself maybe that something that doesn't involve music you know I've, I've like for someone like myself for example i took up cooking i remember the first couple of months and now it's like maybe something i do now every now and then because that's something i learned from staying at home for so long is yeah. there something that about you that the fans would don't even know about like hey i enjoyed this during the pandemic i learned this about myself let me keep doing this well actually i uh in the start uh i took up uh, cooking as well just that's awesome enhanced, yeah enhanced my <laughs> skills in that uh it dropped off a couple of months now because we were preparing for the album release so right. i'm mostly just buying you know microwave or oven meals because uh, i'm i'm uh, in the band i'm the one who uh, makes every all the video content besides the music videos so you know i don't know if you've oh, seen wow. all i have actually the track by track videos or i did stuff like i that. did yeah so, so you that's so- all me yeah um, I, I was going to ask, you know, talking about cooking, what's on the menu today, Nicholas? <laughs> today, I don't even know yet. <laughs> <laughs> so everyone I, doesn't know. Yeah, like I said, you came home from work. Give yourself a chance to relax. I know you're like probably looking for a blank wall to like just sit and I see the background. It's like, where do I sit? I'm yeah. maybe coming up, you know, trying <laughs> get to get some coffee. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. You know, yeah. it, 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 that's good. You know, taking something like that, you know, that maybe doesn't involve music kind of feeds your creativity within the band. Uh, something that I do want to get your take on because again, sticking on the subject of staying busy, right? And we've had artists come on Interview Under Fire like, you know, Devin Townsend and Atreyu, August Burns Red, Trivium. They all came on our show and they talked about their experience on live streaming. You know, you've seen a lot of bands do that. That was a very important thing. You know, I remember Code Orange or I I remember Insomnium, Nilo came on the show and he talked about his experience on, you know, selling virtual tickets to the fans and pre-recording your show or live streaming a show but do you think do you think what we all saw during the rise of the quarantine induced live streaming is that going to affect the touring musician business going forward through your perspective nicholas like has it already been affected do you still see bands doing something like that as a normality once we enter you know 2022 and beyond uh i hope i i think it's gonna cause some effects in the future hmm. but i hope because i think more bands are gonna think out of the box and live stream different events for example our release party is gonna be a, a small thing not a even a concert yeah. uh, just uh, a live stream where we're gonna show the new merch talk about the music videos uh talk with fans in the chat uh drink some beer uh so yeah uh but i hope that uh shows live shows itself stays uh off the live stream unless it's a special event yeah. because i think it's dangerous for people to forget the special the, spe- the special feeling of being at a live show yeah it, so it, I, don't, I don't want people to stay at home and just watch the live stream i want people to come to the show and sweat with us yeah it's it's cool to mosh in your own room right but how much longer can you do it for you know because i feel like yeah. i feel like there's a there's kind of a creativity barrier again this is my perspective considering how long i've been listening to this music like you do the live streaming right and 
now how much more creative can we get? I've had artists, amazing artists like yourselves come on here and tell me, yeah, I would love to do live streaming. It still gives me a chance to engage with my fans. And other people would say, well, I'm not doing shit until all this is over. You know, there's, yeah. there's always that uncertainty going forward. And, you know, going to the shows last week that I was at, you know, it was, it was, it made me miss the experience and even more, you know, I actually drove to Oklahoma city to see Gojira and it's been what a Very few man. years since, since I've seen them. And it, it was, it felt so nice to just feel something simple like that again. But I feel like we could talk about that subject forever, but you know, Nicholas, yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to give you a chance to exhale here. I know it's been kind of like a whirlwind for the last hour and a half for you because <laughs> you came home from work. Let's talk uh-huh. about, you know, this new album, finally. I know we talked about everything except, and then there were none. It drops yeah. October 22nd on Napalm Records. Now, I'm going to repeat the words here. This is the second album, because before we get into the, into the core of And Then There Were None, for people who don't know, this is the follow-up to 2018's Into Beyond. The reason yes. why I'm saying that, this is important, because Nicholas, you're also the newest member, and you took over... Yeah after the previous vocalist simon olsen left the band you know here's the thing here you are with a new band new album new chapter in your life really was there any such thing as pressure for you as you sat down to write the new album knowing that you're filling in very important shoes in the band well yeah there was um (laughs) because when simon left the band it was right after the release of into beyond the Biggest gig in band history at Coben Hill, and then the, his final show at Spot Festival. Uh, so that was three big things to come right after. And then he left the band, and I came in to do the the small uh, Danish uh, tour they had uh, at the uh, end of the year in 2018. Okay, and uh, I just had to. I had to, I think I had like two, maybe three months to learn all the songs before the first show. So yeah, it was a tough gig to follow. Uh, Here's the thing. I'm, I'm asking you, I'm asking you to recall a memory before the pandemic. That's a hard thing to do. Yeah. So don't worry if you, if you stumble across because like, now it's like, Hey, what did you do in February of 2020? It's like, Oh wait, is that before the pandemic? Give me a second. Cause you don't yeah. know, right? <laughs> Cause it kind of gets lost in the ether of a, like your memory. Like you have to really dig and dig, but yeah. But did you but, feel pressure? Did you feel pressure? Like for just yes, some, some, some pressure, uh, not now, uh, not anymore. I've been mm-hmm. banned for what has it been three years, three yeah. years. Yeah. Pretty yeah, much. It's been a long time. And this is the first album album with me. So shit. And it sounds great. <laughs> Yeah, thank you. Um, but we uh, we released the uh, first single with me, uh, "Rotten Ruling," in February two thousand nineteen, which is it's not on the album, but it was a standalone single just to you know introduce me as the lead singer. And there, I remember there that was when the pressure kicked in to write the first song for the band. It's like, oh wait, I did a song. Oh wait, now I have to do an album, right? Is that? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but but also I was like, okay, I, I want to keep something, some of the styles that he did, but also do my own thing on that single. And then that single just, you know, it was received so well by our fans. So I just, with the album, I just went all out on me instead. Yeah, you know, from the opening title track to, you know, Mortal Severance to the transcending instrumental, again, correct me if I'm wrong, Kiss Defio? Hopefully I'm not <laughs> saying that right because uh, that, because I go ahead go ahead. 
Kistafiel. Kistafiel. See, everyone who's listening, this is make have this episode be as a learning lesson on how to make yeah. pronunciations <laughs> in, in the Scandinavian country. You know, and then also uh, drenched in turmoil and all the way to the last song, "The Pure Black." I mean, uh, by the way, Mortal Severance is actually my favorite track on this record. If anyone doesn't Ooh. know, you know, this is quite the offering, man, because you had these elements of, you know, Scandinavian melodic death metal fused with even American rooted death yeah. metal. You know, it was, it was a perfect mix. And to me, it was just a, another impressive addition to your catalog. I know you derive your influences from bands like, you know, At the Gates and Carcass, uh, Death, The Black Dahlia Murder, just, just a couple of those, you know. But here you are cementing your or- own sound into this heavy metal world, you know, your, and your vocals. Good God, Nicholas. I mean, you went above and beyond with your range, you know, walk <laughs> me through this, you know, how much did things change from when you first started composing on, and then there were none to where you ended up finishing it. Did a lot change in between? Did nothing change? Was there already a specific sound you guys had in mind with this album? Uh, we didn't have a specific sound uh, mm. in mind at all at first, uh, but I don't know. I, I think we just uh, we, we had a pretty tight deadline for writing the album. I think six months because we wanted uh, to have it done to be able to send it to like uh, bigger labels um, so they could release it in somewhere in 2020. Hmm. But then, of course, the pandemic happened and well, things didn't go as planned. But we uh, finished recording recording it in uh, 2019. But uh, yeah, when we started writing, we just thought, let's just go and see where the music takes us. And then we'll form like a con- coherency mm-hmm. on the album later. Um, so I think we the first track we wrote was Drenched in Turmoil. So, and I think my writing style on the vocals changed quite a, quite a bit. From that track to the last track I wrote, which was either I think the last two tracks I wrote was Pure Black and Seize the Night. Hmm. And I think if I'm not if I'm not mistaken, uh, the title track was supposed to be the middle of the record, and then yeah, one but- of your band members came in and said, "Hey, we should probably release this as the beginning." And and when and when I found that out and I went back and heard it, I'm like, "No, that's perfect. I'm glad he said that because that really flows yeah. well." So is that true? Yeah, actually, uh, the place on the album where Drenched in Turmoil is is where and then the one on should be huh. uh, originally. Oh. And then drench, and then start with Drenched in Turmoil. I'm going to have to go back and now see what it what it would sound like if it was the other yeah. way around. Do you have a favorite track, personally? Are you allowed to a personal oh, favorite pers- track on this record? Yeah. Personally, it's either The Purest Black or Gallows. Oh, Gallows. That's a, that was actually probably my second favorite one. I forgot yeah. to mention that. Shout out to that track. Now, uh, something I want to talk about is the production because the sound on this album was it was just perfect. It was not overproduced. It was just right. The sound itself was a big part of this record that I really yeah. appreciated. I'm, I'm an audiophile these days, uh, Nicholas. I'm very picky on how I want my music to sound, the way I want it to sound. I didn't have to mess with any EQ levels. You know, shout out Me to too. A couple, a couple names I want to mention out to you. Uh, Jacob Riddall, who's known for his work in Hate Sphere, and uh, Brad Boatwright, who's known for his work with Obituary, Nails, and Torch. Uh, yeah. uh, mixed and mastered by both of those guys. And talk about them. I'm sure there was that sense of comfortability for you, Nicholas, in the studio, knowing that you had someone like Jacob and Brad working on this record with you, right? Yeah, well, uh, Jacob has been producing the, the, the band's records from the beginning, actually. Mm, and okay. also... And then Brad with the mastering, he's also done 
both the EP into Beyond in this one. And that's because uh, Brad uh, Boatwright is Jacob's main two guy for mastering. So we, we haven't actually really talked to him or met him even, but we, he we exists, just, though. <laughs> yeah, he exists, he exists. Yeah, but we, we, we trust uh, Jacob uh, and he's, he's just a good guy. He's uh, almost a part of the band, we feel like, because we are actually rehearsing in his studio too. Yeah. Yeah, shout, so, out to, uh, shout out to those guys because they were a big part of this sound. And uh, yeah, definitely, I, I, it's good to have someone like like Jacob because he knows the way this band is meant to sound from the beginning. If you guys have found that, you know, chemistry with with the producer, because you know, there's some artists who'd be like, "Yeah, I don't want to hand it to anybody. I just want to do it the way I want to do it." And kind of just yeah. kind of puts the pressure on yourself. It's like it's good to have like, "Hey, here's this. Do that." You know, <laughs> I feel yeah, like Jacob, and, and, and I feel like Jacob is a guy who not only finds a band sound, but also takes each album and makes a sound for it. Because if you compare Into Beyond to, and then we're not, those are two vastly different oh, sounds. Yeah. yeah, that was another thing I want to talk about because that, that it really shows a different side of Lulu's that, you know, we may have never been you know, exposed to before. And I can't wait for the fans to actually experience it in person. And, you know, Nicholas, between writing and structuring the songs and the production process, like we just talked about, the band name <laughs> is Danish for lifeless. Keep all this yeah. in mind as I'm asking you this, because the lyricism throughout, and then there were none, the origins of that center around, you know, the beauty of, you know, dying and the horror of living, especially at a time like today, I feel like it really resonates. And I also want to point out natural disasters. And by that Fimble winter, and that's a connection oh, yeah. to Ragnarok, you know, what, yeah, more can you, what more can you tell me about Fimble winter and how it ties into the, lyricism i just talked about i'm putting on the spot here and i you just oh, came yeah, back yeah, you're like oh my yeah, god i'm working harder now huh <laughs> um i don't know it's it's if Fimble window is not really tied to the rest of the album it's mm. just i think it was uh especially on that title track where it is uh about you know it's about mother earth uh exacting on her revenge on humankind and basically destroying herself in the process. Uh, so I mentioned a lot of wow. over-exaggerating natural disasters like uh, setting the seas aflame and drowning mountains and then fimble winters. And I, well, I mentioned it like boreal winters, but it's I think it's a nice reference to where we come from, Denmark mm -hmm. and Norse mythology, but it's it's only meant as a cool little reference. And just so you know, I did a lot of research on this. I don't have to go. Yeah, back you and did. Yeah, you did. <laughs> because, because when you mentioned that, I was like, oh, my gosh, this th there's so much more than what's being seen on the surface. And I want the fans to know that I, I begin to think if there is something tangible, like a theme to this album, like, is that true? And, and if that if it is true, you know, how important are themes to you, Nicholas? Is that more about helping you write or sound or is that more for the audience? Because there are a lot of artists out there who don't really care about themes, right? They just do like 10 songs in the studio and that's it. But I felt like you guys really went above and beyond and, you know, delivering that message to, you know, the listener, the fans, everyone yeah. else out there. Yeah, I think uh, I also always, always want to have like an overarching album theme mm. and then each song having its own little place in that theme where and I just take this song by song, but I also wanted to I want every song to be up for interpretation uh, in some way. Yeah. 
because some of these songs are very personal to some members of the band. And then there are stories like Model Severance, which is me just trying to build a huge concept story in one song with the different stages in it. But I hope and think every song is still up for interpretation for what it actually means. And we uh, we heard from other interviewers like, is this record about the pandemic and, and so on and so on. But it's actually not because it was written yeah. before we even knew about it. But but hey, you said it yourself. You wanted to leave it open to interpretation, right? If, yeah. it's, if it's about the pandemic, hey, go ahead. If, if you yeah, think it's about the pandemic, if that's how you interpret it, that's the way I, I want you to do it, you know, because I feel like if exactly. you said, if you say like, hey, this record is about this. Again, I come from a family musician. So if you say like, my record is about this and then the listener be like, you know, I don't really understand it. You know, that kind of makes them, I guess, put the record away, suppose. Like, it's like if if, if an artist is saying the yeah, record is about this same. and the listener is saying, I don't understand it. Okay, then I'm, I'm not going to even bother with it. But leaving it open to your interpretation, I love that you said that because that is what this is. And it, every song shows its own little world and you can actually immerse yourself into that yeah, little world. Exactly. And I did that over and over. <laughs> um, now, now, <laughs> Nicholas, now, Nicholas, uh, we're approaching the last part of the interview. I want to make yeah. sure you get to your next one. But what I'm going to do... I'm gonna do something fun here to finish things off. I know we've been kind of serious, right? We've been yeah. Let's yeah, let's, let's, let's relax it a little bit because what I want to okay. do, we're gonna end it on a fun note. I'm gonna do a. This is a new section over in, interview, interview under fire that we've been doing lately. It's called the lightning round. Oh shit! <laughs> so what I'll do, I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna go down this list here. <laughs> yeah, go ahead and drink your coffee. <laughs> Going on this list here, I'm going to pick one or the other, and you just have to think quick on your feet. You have to pick one or the other, okay? And we'll just go down the list. You ready? Okay. Okay. I think you're ready. Here we go. This is going to be fun. Let's go. Some of them are simple. Some of them are just downright stupid, but that's the fun part. All right. Red or blue? Red. Vegan or meat? Oh, uh, right in the middle. No, maybe vegan. <laughs> that works. Coffee or tea? <laughs> Coffee, definitely. Cats or dogs? Dogs. I have so, a 35-pound bulldog. Well, I have a... This is my dog. He's sitting like outside my, my door right now. Oh, cute. That, that's Rocket. <laughs> that's why I have his door shut. Anyway, <laughs> yeah, dog. dogs. All right. Star Wars or Lord of the Rings? Uh, that's hard. Star Wars. Who's your favorite character? Uh, Darth Vader. Okay. <laughs> Yeah. We'll go back to that next time. Scandinavian food or Indian food? Scandinavian. All right. Beaches or mountains? Beaches. Has to be, because everywhere you look in Denmark, there's a there's an ocean, right? Um, all right. Country or hip hop? Country. Because <laughs> yeah, you, you have to pick one. <laughs> yeah. All right. All right. Halloween or Christmas? Christmas. Los Angeles or New York? Los Angeles. All right, true or false? Denmark has 444 islands, but only 76 of them are inhabited. Is that true? False. That's true. <laughs> okay. <laughs> just, just a little trivia for your country. We, I had no idea. I mean, we have so many? <laughs> okay. it's like 444 islands. I'm like, really? Now you have to like look at the map. <laughs> yeah. All right. If Voldemort offered to give you a hug, would you accept? Yeah, sure. He's cute. <laughs> Would you rather be able to speak every language in the world or be able to talk to animals? Be able to talk to animals. 
All right. There's a time machine in front of you. It says the destination is Woodstock 99. Do you take the trip? Nah. Yeah. I'm see, good. I'm good. That, I'm that, good. Did you see that documentary that came on HBO? Yeah. That, yeah all, everything yeah. that happened there, the riots, the fires, oh. all the all the assault. <laughs> see? I'm, I'm, I'm fine on my couch. Yeah, there you go. See, that, you're talking I'm about live, live streaming. That's a good way to do it. Pay-per-view, yeah. right? Um, all right, man. Uh, this has been an honor, man. You, 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 this is a lot of fun. <laughs> yeah, this is really fun. Uh, One of the bad any, uh, Yeah, uh, I really appreciate that, man. Um, you know, do you have any last words, Nicholas? Just any shout-outs, anything you'd like to plug in or mention as far as Lulu's and the new album before we finish things off here? I know you have that new single dropping tomorrow. Yeah. Um, touring. The floor, floor is yours. Okay, first off, I want to show you my dog since you showed me yours. <laughs> so uh, just the first picture I have of him. I don't know if you can see him. Maybe move it. If, if you move it, I know if you move it closer to the lens, it'll, it'll, uh, oh my God. Uh, yeah. What's, is it a, a Pitbull Terrier mix? No, uh, it's a Renaissance Bulldog. So oh my gosh. Yeah. I think that was the first time I ever even heard of that. At Breed, yeah, but that I I didn't hear uh, I haven't heard of it before we got him. So how old is he? He's uh, just over two. Okay, I, my dog is three. So <laughs> is he here? I know you're looking yeah. off to the distance. <laughs> if, yeah, you wanna, he, he's... if if you want to bring him in, you can. <laughs> Hello. He's a rescue. Yeah, yeah. Uh, my girlfriend is saying uh, I have to remember to say he's a rescue. Ethel? Oh yeah, uh, so was he. He was also uh, yeah, yeah. That's good. Okay. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> there he is. Guest there starring. Is. Guest starring. Yeah, guest Here starring. We go. We're talking cast, cats or dogs. This yeah. is this is why it's dogs. Oh my yeah. god. So okay. man, dogs. All right, okay, man. Good I'm gonna, shout I'm... out for the band. Uh, so uh, yeah, new single tomorrow. Uh, album, and then they went on on Friday, October twenty second, and then we have a tour coming up in. April and May called Napalm Over Europe, where we're going to 29 different venues across you, Europe. So get your tickets. Man, you got to come to the States after that, man. I mean, I'm doing what I can to come come visit Europe and just uh, I got to get, you know, with the traveling restrictions and all that, yeah. they're, they're opening up. But I would love to see, no, nothing more than to see you guys do what you do in person and uh this has been an honor nicholas let's stay in touch on the socials man i'll keep you posted once this yeah airs. thank you this is a lot of fun thank you so much for taking time out of your day i'll let you get to your next interview everyone thank who's you. listening this is nicholas from lulu's and there there were none drops october 22nd through napalm records do us a favor buy the album because the bands can't do it without your help uh you can thank listen you. to this podcast on all major podcast streams out there check us out on interviewunderfire.com nicholas thank you from the bottom of my heart man stay safe out there in denmark Uh, Cook some good food tonight and I'll talk to you soon, buddy. Hey guys, thanks for listening to Interview Under Fire podcast. If you guys liked what you heard, please subscribe and share our channel. And please leave a five-star review as that helps us tremendously. 
If you'd like to check out more, visit www.interviewunderfire.com or our social media channels on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. And finally, we want to thank you all for the support you've been giving us. Keep it burning.